You are listening to Verse Per Verse with Amichai Laulevi, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. This weekly podcast, focusing on the Torah portion, was originally recorded in 2006 and 2007, but like the weekly Torah portion, they are as timeless as ever. Every bar mitzvah kid dreads leprosy. Well, sort of. Leviticus goes medical this week for painfully long chapters describing intimate and fairly disgusting details that have to do with human discharges, general mutilations, genital mutations, and rules of how to deal with those. There's nothing profane about the wonders of nature, even when things go wrong in the body. But honestly, not everybody wants to discuss this stuff in the middle of synagogue. However, this past week, the Supreme Court made a decision about what is or isn't legal, authorized, kosher, holy, in regards to the human body. And I think that Tazria Mitzorah, this week's double whammy Torah portion that has challenged rabbinic sermons for generations, calls for precisely a brave review of what is or isn't sacred and worthy of public discourse, honoring the body in many more profound ways than possibly current opinion or legal law holds. In some ways, this ancient text demands that we deal with all that life and death has to offer in the most noble and humane way possible. But we're not going to go there. We're going to look at another ailment, leprosy, which is not exactly the name of the disease called tsara'at in our portion, a plague a disease, an illness, an ailment still recognized in the world today, but also a prognosis, biblical style, for an overall condition that offers otherness. Whether it happens to a person or to an object, tsara'at, possibly leprosy, makes one into other. Over history, lepers have been identified not only as people physically ill, but as people who carry alienation and disfigurement. The one key feature about lepers is the keen interest of society to keep those isolated, out of sight, out of mind. This is a healthy precaution, perhaps, but also human cruelty. A random Google search for leprosy yields an astonishingly high number of associations with HIV-AIDS. Never kindly. So perhaps we can't argue with the medical demand for sterility and the prevention of spreading disease, but we can challenge the possible biblical notion that the random carriers of such conditions are to be the subjects of estrangement and loneliness. When translating one verse in this Torah context, several translators tackle the subtle shift. The text is in Leviticus chapter 13, verse 46. All the days in which the plague is in him, he shall be unclean. He shall dwell alone. Outside the camp shall his dwelling be. The Hebrew word for alone is badad, 
translated elsewhere as separately, in isolation, kept by self, or dwelling apart. The classic Aramaic translation of Pseudo-Jonathan goes even further, adding another prohibition that increases the leper's loneliness. He shall dwell alone by himself, to the side of his wife, he must not come near. These translations are similar, but not identical. They denote different treatments in varying degrees of separation and human dignity. Alone does not have to mean lonely. So while the Bible might be discussing actual physical limitations, subsequent generations of commentaries chose to view the leper as metaphor for other, and also as a warning against human behaviors that are punishable by physical disfigurement. Leprosy, the Talmud claims, is punishment for speaking slander. Just as the person speaks slander, causing separation between people, so does he or she then become the victim of their own act, a victim of separation. Great. Just the kind of theology that helps us through another day of challenges. And honestly, that whole rewards and punishment stuff rubs us the wrong way. And it maybe is the stuff that um, some people in the world like to think the Bible is all about. But maybe it really is just a metaphor to think about how consequences have actions and have results and have origins, but not one-on-one. -on -one. Perhaps there is no humane way to translate this verse and transcend its basic survival code, its basic human ethics of sometimes needing to segregate. But can we take every measure possible to honor the other in our midst and alleviate the emotional and the physical pain of those others, suffering brothers and sisters in any and every way possible? Can we perhaps find which part of ourselves our midst, our country, our nation, our family. Which part of us is this lonely leper needing help? And can we do something to ease the pain and increase the intimacy so much yearned for by all those plagued temporarily by life? Perhaps this is this week's invitation. Remember how Princess Diana kissed kids with AIDS back in the 80s? Rest her soul. Here's two more of that. Shabbat Shalom.